<laughs> and we're live. So we, we've been here um, since like 9 a.m., about an hour and a half. Um, and we've been interviewing moms uh, who have been going through ISR lessons with Stacy and Brett. And Brett. And Brett. Who, and it's been kind of cool. I've actually never been at a, a pool where they've done a bunch at one time. I've seen individual lessons. They are yeah. all individual lessons. Yeah, well, I mean, I've never seen them um, in a group setting. How about that? Um, yeah, and the reason it looks like what it looked like um, is because Brett has her students, I have my students. Right, but it's all one at a time, obviously. They are all, we are all working one at a time with that yes. student. Um, we have older siblings that have finished the ISR lessons, and Brett brings her kids to lessons too during the summer, so they often will get in the pool and play around, but they're skilled and right. our eyes are on them, but yeah, it kind of is a different setting here because... I call it romper room in the in the pool. But it makes it works. And you know what I like about this environment is that there's a lot of commotion, there's a lot of noise, and there's a lot of waves and movement. So if you're at a pool party, the so body of water is not going to be still, and I want those babies to feel that water and that movement and still be able to maintain that floating posture. Um, and so I, for me, I like that environment. So what made you decide to do ISR? So, uh, my oldest daughter, who is going to be 12 in October, um, my husband and I knew as soon as we were pregnant, we live around water, we want her in swimming lessons, but I didn't know at what age or whatever. So what kind, she, the whole thing? I didn't know any of it. I just knew we did eat swim. So, I googled um, infant swimming lessons, and the first thing that popped up was ISR, and um, our instructor in Jupiter, Joni Arp. Um, so, I called her, and I was a new mom, and I didn't want to have to travel and I didn't want my kid to go to a group lesson and I said do you do private lessons and she said yes and I said okay that's what we want and she's like okay it'll be $500 a week um, for me to come to your pool and I was like yeah no <laughs> so how much kid is it going to be if I come to you and she said 125 and I said I'll see you whenever so we put Kendall in as an infant she was seven months old so I saw the rollback and float process happen and I was absolutely astounded by what I was seeing and I would find that I was getting to the lessons earlier and I was staying later just because, wow, I couldn't believe it. And the next year, Kendall went back to learn how to swim, float, swim. She was walking and um, again, I was there early, stayed late, watched, it was fascinating and I just decided I have to do this. Like, um, I have a degree in veterinary technology and a degree in interior design and I uh, own an apartment complex, so I've got a lot on my plate, but when I saw that, I thought, I'm gonna do it. So um, Joni trained me, and I was well on my way, and uh, got pregnant with Lindsay, um, worked nine to six the summer I was pregnant with Lindsay. That was a long day yeah. <laughs> for the full summer. Um, I did not teach my children how to swim. We're lucky enough to have enough ISR instructors in our area. So Joni again taught um, Lindsay how to roll back and float, swim, float, swim. And then um, when I had Chase, I took him to Kelly Roo. Um, and there, you, think it's, you think it's better to have someone else do it? I do, if you have the option. There are instructors that don't have anybody near them. Sure. So when they train, if they have the opportunity then the, the master instructor can help them train their child but we are the parents and we are the protectors so I don't want to be the bad guy to my right. baby yeah. when they think mom is there to rescue me um, so I was fortunate enough to have other instructors that could be that person um, but I would come home and practice at home once um, and they're always happy in the pool it's usually the crying is mostly because 
it's the instructor asking them to do things that might be outside of their comfort zone, sure. but it's in a safe environment, it's structured, and it's geared towards that child's individual needs um, that kind of separates ISR from other programs. It's very individually based. And I can get in the pool thinking, today I'm gonna work on a float with this child, and I realize, wait, they're not swimming anymore, so we're gonna target something else today. We're not floating today, we're swimming today. So. I always have a game plan, but it changes based on that child right. daily. It's funny you talk about finding your, your niche. Um, Casey, who does the pool fences, mm -hmm. right? Um, he has a degree in psychobiology, and then he has a minor in commercial music. Wow, yeah, so and, diverse. Yeah, and, uh, and he's also a plumbing contractor. Pool fence was not in his cards. Right. You know, but, you know, you, you come across something, you decide that's your passion. Kind of what you're meant to do. And, exactly. You know, it's cool. It is. Um, this has definitely become a passion in the combination of ISR and Live Like Jake and how they have worked together um, so far. And I know you're going to do um, an interview with Carrie, but so far this year, um, not this year, so in the last four years of the foundation, we are a little over 1,100 scholarships. That's fantastic. Yes, it's amazing in 22 states. So, um, you know, the Live Like Jake logo is being branded and people are talking about it. And occasionally we'll get a call from a Live Like Jake supporter saying, I was in Disney World and somebody had a Live Like Jake shirt on, or I saw a bumper sticker that said Live Like Jake. And it makes us feel good to know that the message is getting out there and people are realizing the importance of the layers of protection. You know, I'm, I am, we don't drown proof children. Um, ISR is one of the last layers of protection, but you know, adult supervision fails, um, door locks and alarms fail, siblings, they get, you know, kids are curious, they crawl up on chairs, pool fences. I, I mean, I'm, I don't just talk about pool fences, I talk about self-latching gates. Sure. Like, that's so important to me, because pool guy comes in, doesn't have time to clip the little thing, and you know, or big sister comes and unclips yep. it and leaves it open, and then the curious little toddler crawls in the pool. So. We always say if you have an older sibling who's going to go in or out of the pool, or a husband who can't put the toilet seat down, then you should have a self-closing gate. <laughs> so basically everyone Literally should have everyone. a self-closing yeah. gate. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everyone. So um, obviously do the ISR, but what first, um, talk about what Live Like Jake is, and then I wanted to ask you kind of what your role is there. Okay. Um, so Live Like Jake was a found, is a foundation that was started four years ago. Um, started because the Morrison family lost their little boy Jake to a drowning. Um, the, Jake had had traditional swim lessons, but he wasn't a big fan of them. And so they just decided, let's hold off. Um, we don't have a pool and we don't live on the water, so why, why continue these lessons? Well, they did go on vacation, and where they were staying with their family, they lived on the intercoastal, and they did have a pool. Um, and somehow, some way, Jake escaped, and Carrie was nursing Julia at the time, who was three months, and heard, "Where's Jake?" And it took them a f took them about 30 minutes to find Jake, who had wandered down the dock and fell off. Um, so, Carrie decided I can't let this happen to anybody else. Um, she enrolled Julia when she was about seven months, eight months with me in lessons, uh, got her rolling back and floating, and um, the foundation took off. I mean, um, and then of course Josie came back for her roll back and float, but her girls are little mermaids. They're just absolutely adorable, and I love having Carrie close to me. I'm so lucky because she'll just pop in for a visit, and she is a ray of light, and she, brightens up whatever room she walks into um, and has been able to turn the ultimate tragedy into something amazing.
so. And so Live Like Jake gives scholarships, right? Right, so the money that we raise, our biggest fundraiser is our, live, our 5K, which is usually Mother's Day weekend. We host it in Abacoa in Jupiter. And um, the money we raise for that pays for the scholarships. The ISR instructors that, uh, that accept the scholarships um, also discount our rate deeply, like 50%. Um, so uh, Live Like Jake pays 50%. Sometimes the parents of Abel can afford it. They'll pay, some pay $5 a week to us, and then Live Like Jake pays 45 So um, we work it out, but the instructor gets $50 a week, um, however it right. works out. And um, we also, Carrie is really good about if she finds out that there's been a drowning, she will reach out to the parents in a very tactful way and just say, I'm here for you if you need it, um, shoulder to cry on, um, you know, I've been through this, I know what you're going through. Um, and we've helped with medical expenses for non-fatal drownings. Um, we purchased a swing for one child, we purchased um, a hypobaric chamber for one child. Um, so it's not just scholarships, although that's the vast majority of where the money goes. Yeah, and I know that because she does get in contact with those people, you know, we've been able to donate some pool fences. Absolutely. Which is nice. You know. Yes, yes. You guys have been so generous with, I mean, I make the call and I'm a little nervous to ask and there's like no question, like, yes, give them a fence. Yeah. And the people are so appreciative, but it, it's, it's um, doing what I do until I see that these kids of mine are skilled, it's very difficult for me to sleep at night because I'm worried that, oh my gosh, is something going to happen? Right. And so that pool fence, that added layer of protection, and I have started, um, since we've been in contact, I asked, do you have a pool fence? And I have one family um, who I want to put you in touch with. The, they bought a house, and they, um, the previous owners took the pool fence out. So the, the holes are there, they just need the fence, and um, they should be contacting you. They're out of town this week, but um, I've already given them your information. I know one thing Austin Barnett was worried about when he contacted me was all of the parents on waiting lists were waiting for ISR. And we need more instructors. Right, you need more instructors. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want kids to drown waiting for lessons. No. So, so he wanted to you know, connect with us to do pool fences so they would have you know, a layer of protection. It's huge. Right, so you know, at least until they get lessons that there's yes. something in place. And then ob obviously afterwards. But, but yeah, yeah, the pool fence should always stay up because... Yeah. You know, there's no guarantee that an ISR child who is completely skilled isn't going to bump their head and fall in, and sure. no swimming lessons are going right. to fix that. Absolutely. So the pool fence with the locking gate, self-latching, is absolutely key. Um, but that's a great idea. I mean, when I've got a waiting list of about 20 students right now, right. and I am, please watch them like a hawk. Sure. Which, Everybody says, oh, we do, we do. Well, everyone but watches their kids. Everybody right. does, but we also take showers. We also go to the bathroom. We cook dinner. We you sleep. sleep occasionally. You sleep occasionally yeah. with kids, <laughs> yeah. but you do. And kids are just, you think they're safe in their room, and you're asleep, and they're out of their crib and wandering, and yeah. the door wasn't locked, and there's no alarms, and there's no pool fence, and in they go. Yeah. You know, and the other thing people, um, when you're on vacation, you know, you, you, um, can't let your guard down on vacation because they're in a different environment. Like when Carrie was on vacation, they don't have a pool. Yeah. And then the, the vacation and the scenario is completely different when you're out of town. Disney World, hotel pools, um, it's crazy. Different environment, out of routine. Out of routine, absolutely. And, and mom and dad are chilling out, they're on vacation and you know, we never tell our parents, we never want our children that we skill to use their skills sure. 
but we have over 800 documented cases and that's just the parents that have written in to right. ISR. I know several of my parents have texted me in the middle of the night or next day and said, oh my gosh, thank you so much, Stacy. So-and-so fell in the pool and immediately rolled back to float. And I mean, that does my heart good. You know, I mean, I don't want you to have to use them because that means some layer of protection in that barrier broke down. Right. And that's where these lessons come in. Right. But they also are fun. Once the children are skilled, they're laughing and having fun and they're, they are little fish. I'm, Nixon and Isla will dive down to the bottom of an eight-foot pool like it's nothing. So, but you start them young and you get those results. And that's why you have multiple layers of protection, right? It's absolutely. Because there's a, you know, as many as you have, you come as close to a fail-safe system as possible. Yes. But you can't drown-proof the pool or the child. No. And, but you can get close, right? And, can, it, and the more you have, the better. Yep. You know? And right now, because le uh, the leading cause of death in children one to four um, is drowning, if in my lifetime I even see it's the second leading cause, like it was I feel years like ago. we're making a difference. But right now, I try, Carrie and I do our best, all of our ISR instructors do our absolute best to prevent it. And every day there's another drowning, another drowning, another drowning. And I think, how could, how did we miss reaching that family? You know, you can't, money isn't an issue at this point because there's scholarships available. Um, how did we, what, what broke down? What went wrong and i mean our hearts when we see it they sink because we know it's preventable and it's interesting that there's not the cultural i want to say stigma like if you put your baby in a car without a car seat right right people would lose their minds right you'd be the worst mom ever Absolutely. but you can go to somebody's house and they've got a two-year-old and no fence and no one bats an eye right nope. why do you think that is why do you think there's a discrepancy even though more kids drown in pools than die in car accidents do you know what i hear a lot um they're ugly i don't want to see it mm -hmm. And that just, I, I mean, my brain goes to, oh my gosh, like what is the alternative? It's just even uglier than not having a pool fence, right? right? I mean, the alternative is if that child reaches the pool because you didn't have an ugly pool fence, you're gonna have an ugly funeral. And that's the reality of it, I'm sorry. But it's the truth, you know, there's no excuse to not have a fence. Um, and I mean, I'm biased, but you know, it's not like a wrought iron, like it's not like this, you know, it's a, it's matched, it's see-through, you can take it down at parties, you know, it's, um, it's not like the prison that people associate with no, fences normally. No, but you know? I still, I, I have a swim mom who um, was apprehensive to start their uh, eight-month-old in lessons, and she's like, I just think he's too young, and we were talking at the pool, and um, she said, I watch him all the time. And I'm watching him crawl out of the gate. And I said, your child that you watch all the time is crawling out of the gate into the parking lot. And she signed him up the next day. <laughs> yeah. It's impossible. The moms who scare me the most were the ones that say, I always watch my kids. Yeah, those moms scare the crap out of me. Yeah, they're, yeah. Um, they're, um, they, I think they have good. Um, they mean well. They mean well, but. but they're delusional. I mean, it's you. impossible. You know? <laughs> Thank you. I think yeah. delusional is a perfect. Yeah. Uh, a perfect word for that. Yeah. The, the ones who admit, like, yeah, there's no way I can watch my kid 24 hours a day. I feel better about those moms. Yes, you know? because they know, and those are the people that have the layers of perfect protection in, in there. Bye, Miss Brett. Hi. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. So, um... So, what is your role at Live Like Jake? My role at Live Like Jake is, um, well, um, I'm on the five the Live Like Jake 5K uh, committee. Okay. Um, so we start planning that a year before the race yeah, happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's getting easier. This will be our fifth year in 2019, which we're all excited. We had our first uh, post-race committee meeting 
um, and the energy in that meeting is just so awesome. Um, and then um, I'm also on the board of directors for Live Like Jake, so we all help make decisions. Um, I mostly, with the foundation, uh, work with Carrie um, and helping find um, instructors. Right now, it's become a lot easier because so many people know about Live Like Jake, the instructor. Sure. So when the application comes in, generally there's already an instructor's name on it, so that's easy for Carrie. She just goes through, but there's occasionally, you know, no ISR instructor in that area, and then I'll talk to the parents and hope that there's one in training or that, you know, um, otherwise um, we try to find something comparable because you don't want them not to have lessons. Um, but I would say 90 or more percent of our lessons are ISR. That's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm like the ISR side with the Live Like Jake side and <laughs> Carrie and I are kind of a team, but we've got a, a fantastic team. Our committee um, and our board members are awesome and they've pretty much been there from the start. So That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Is yeah. there anything you want people to know? Um, I just, again, I can't stress enough the layers of protection and, you know, supervision, supervision, supervision. Um, uh, please don't use flotation devices, puddle jumpers, um, armbands. It does create a false sense of security. Um, ISR lessons are available. Uh, door locks, way up high, alarms you can buy inexpensively at Home Depot that when that door opens an alarm sounds. Um, there's alarms you can put in the pool for movement. Obviously the pool gates, um, then I would say survival lessons. I kind of look at it as if a child's in the house, how are they going to get out? So supervision fails. Then the door locks either weren't installed or the door alarms aren't working or turned on. And from there, the fence was left open. If there's a fence, if there's not a fence, that's a mistake. Right. And then they would find themselves in the body of water. That's when self-rescue lessons come in and God forbid something happens and it doesn't work out. You look in the body of water first and you know CPR. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't preach that enough and yet still there's drownings. Yeah, I mean, I think if everybody did all five and a half, I call them. Yes. You know, drowning would be a, a rare exception. I agree. You know? I agree. And we're making it easier for people to access lessons, pool fences. Supervision is what it is. You're in charge of that. <laughs> I mean, constant supervision. Pool parties, if you're going to have a pool party, that's real dangerous because everybody thinks everyone else is watching their, yeah. your child. So if you're not going to the pool party with your child, your child should not be there. Yeah. But segmented, segmented supervision is also really key because you can appoint a water watcher. And so I would say, Eric, you're a water watcher and for 10 minutes, you do not get on the phone, your eyes don't leave the pool, you count heads and no phone, no distractions, nobody's gonna talk to you. You are basically that person with your eyes on the, on the pool. Yep. And it's only 10 minutes and then someone else comes for 10 minutes. And that way, um, you know, that also can cut down a lot on the drowning tragedies. I was at a party on Saturday and they had little kids and they weren't doing the water washer thing. I ended up sitting by the pool pretty much the entire time. Because you can't not. Yeah, of course, you know. Yeah, that's how I feel when I go to a hotel on vacation. I'm like, <laughs> I want to relax and enjoy myself, but I'm watching all these little kids in puddle jumpers and floaties with the parents over there feeling confident that their kids are safe because they're in flotation devices and they're on their phones and doing whatever and... Once I figure out what parent goes with what child, I'm, and Carrie has been bold enough to actually go up to the parent and say, hey. 
Who's watching your child? Right. You know, because puddle jumpers come off. Kids know how to take them off. They sure. get out, they eat lunch, they think they're safe, they jump back in the pool, and they vertically go straight down. So. That's true. Yeah. It, is. it is. But it can all be fixed. People just be. have to start listening. Yeah. I think it's a cultural thing. Hopefully, you know, these kids will all go through ISR, and it'll be in their heads, and they'll have kids, and it'll be kind of an automatic thing, I, you know? Yes. I, yes. I, I hope that's what happens. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for coming today, great. you guys. I'm so glad you got to see some lessons yeah. firsthand. That's awesome. And I'm excited. We're going to put the video together of all the moms okay. and, and Yeah. Awesome. So How that'll be up on the